This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Wrestling Network friends and family. Welcome uh, to this week's episode of Your Home for Everything Current, Up to Date, Modern Day Pugilistic Pugilism, Place Be Nation's main event. I am Scott Criscolo. Welcome, everyone. Uh, another, I feel like our timing is good when it comes to every other week because this was an amazingly crazy week in professional wrestling. We had two pay per views last weekend. We had uh, a debut in a new company. We got prospective debut in another company. We got a whole bunch of stuff. Announcements on future shows. Uh, a tab on a streaming site. I mean, that's how crazy we are. We're talking about streaming tabs. But I'm not doing it alone. Let me, of course, first bring in uh, my beloved conscience of the PTV family. Although, whenever he watches his sports teams, I really don't know where he's coming from. Mr. Steve Willie. Oh, God. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life, having this Bears game out in the background as we're taping yeah. on Thursday evening. You're, you're going to totally just, you're going to wreck this fucking show. You know that, right? Um, I just, <laughs> I'm not really paying. I just turned it on to see them go up 17 to nothing. And I'm like, what? What even is this? I and by the way, the only tab I stream is that sweet saccharine soda from the late 70s. Tab. Oh my God. When I was like seven, my uh my sister used to guzzle that shit. So I used to have two liter bottles of tab in oh, my yeah. uh, in the days. Oh, yeah. Remember, you gotta I didn't realize I don't realize this now. I mean I, I realize it now, but I didn't notice it when I was a kid. Diet Coke didn't debut until like nineteen eighty-two. Before yeah. that, the diet drinks were tab, diet right, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other crap. Oh yeah, we were a big diet right family. Um, but my grandfather had uh, the diabetes and, um, he like back then you would take saccharine pills and, and so he would also drink tab and that was like, you're controlling your diabetes with a Coke product. I know. Um, it's crazy. And, uh, and then tab faded away because Diet Coke, of course, took over the world. Um, anyway, uh, Steve, always a pleasure. And joining us this evening warms my heart you know i watched the finale today because I, w- I was re-watching one of my favorite shows of all time uh parts and variation and the finale is, is so awesome that's a great show it's one of the best shows in the last like 20 years and the finale you know leslie nope is in the rec office and all the crew is back because it was kind of in the future and everybody had spread off and did their own thing and she said i could not be more happy than i am right now and then her husband ben wyatt played of course by the great adam scott said are you sure? And then going through the side was her best friend, Ann Perkins, played, of course, expert hmm. by Rashida Jones, who had not been on for about a season and a half. I think she, this was season seven. She left about probably halfway through season six. And she goes, Ann's here. Oh, my God, Ann's here. And Amy Poehler started bawling, and she, they hugged for, I think it was supposed to be like 15 minutes. That's how I feel right now about this gentleman. I could hug him for the entire 90 minutes of this show. He is an OG. 
not just here, but he's an OG for the ETV Wrestling Network. You can hear him over on the no-so. Uh, him and Jordan Duncan, who I'll never hug because he smells like beef. Um, do a great show about AEW. I need him over here on this side of the hall more often. My boogie of the bayou. Your Andrew Reach. Oh, Scott, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm good at what I do. <laughs> um, yes, we, we, are, we reunited. We, we finally meet again. You know, I retired briefly from podcasting in between. You never retire because you just always stick around. And we finally had our reunion, and, you know, I got the call, and the call came, and it was you saying, hey, <laughs> hey, can we do this one more time? And I gave you that big warm hug and then i popped my turtleneck yeah. and i said very brazenly go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go be with my real friend a dinosaur yeah. <laughs> and the queen's mom i mean you just like queen's mom who's got it going like, on you dress like a museum curator like christian cage like christian Hugs. <laughs> that fucking jacket I didn't Jackie know you could win. Kid. I didn't know you. I, I mean, we'll jump to our topics, but like, I did not know you could win promo of the year with three words. But he, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty great. It was a good promo. Um, yeah. and we're going uh, streaking. Is that what y'all were talking about? Streaking. <laughs> so, well, first off, the reason I never leave is I'm probably the Ole Anderson of podcasting. I just sit in the lobby and bitch. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, it's well, listen, I mean, we, we've done quite a few episodes together. I mean, a lot of, of the newer listeners don't realize it. Like I did, all, I did a lot of those podcasts through the pre- PG era with you. And now I'm in the rated R era and I'm finally <laughs> on this show era <laughs> with somebody who actually lived through the rated X era. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to get back to the TNA. Oh guys. The 2003 podcast at some point. Uh, speaking of rated X. I know. We do have we do have to get yeah, we do have to get back to discussing the incredibly awesome and family friendly uh booking of one Vincent uh, Vincent Guido Russo. Anyway, um no we don't. Uh, well, we will go back to it eventually. Um the problem is uh Steve is wrestling is ridiculous now. Like every time we we talk about our next episode, uh shit's going down. You know, it's not like we have one of those weeks, ah, it's quiet. You know, let's let's watch an old school TNA and do a recap. No, we we can't. It's constant. Can't. It's constant. You know, we, we were able to do it during the during the the vid of Co's. Can't do it now. Um, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah. Over the last two weeks, it has been batshit. Uh, we had NXT No Mercy on uh, Saturday. Sunday we had Wrestle Dream, which I'm hoping is one of the shows that gets added to the. Uh, the BR tab on the mm-hmm. Max streaming uh, uh, service, which I looked at today, uh, there is a tab that says BR Sports, and it's got like all of the. It's just got it's got all of the you know like Hulu where it's like upcoming and live and yeah, it's yeah. just got all of like the TBS stuff like all the playoff games, all the major league playoff games, and it's got like NBA, um, and it's got uh, you know all, all that stuff and. And, you know, and then they, they lumped all the, the, the sports movies into this tab. And then there is uh, the only AEW thing is that, uh, what is that, AEW Extreme or whatever the fucking show was. AEW. Oh, like their access. Or whatever. Show. Oh, access. Yeah. yeah, that's the only uh, 
AEW thing uh, that is um, that is uh, in the tab. So yeah, but I, was, I, was looking for, um, I was looking for roads to the top, but I can't find it. <laughs> that's on that's that's the other that's the bird that's the bird app not the, Max <laughs> app. the app with a bird is where the is where the cody stuff is um so we'll get into that later uh because that is of course big you know that's news that can be discussed but let's talk about the week the weekend that was we'll start with saturday night uh spoilers abound but it's also been like five days so too bad um we had a pretty meaty show um, NXT No Mercy, which took place in Bakersfield, which is interesting. Uh, here's your results. Um, Blair Davenport defeated Kalani Jordan. That was on the pre-show. Baron Corbin defeated Braun Breaker, which I thought was kind of a mild upset. Uh, Trick Williams uh, won the North American Championship, defeating uh, Dirty Dom. Of course, that has since changed. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, Dragon Lee was the guest referee, but since then, Dirty Dom won it back because, of course, originally, Mustafa Ali was supposed to win the North American title on that night, but he went from being a champion to being uh, unemployed. Uh, well, sort of, I guess. He'll he'll get a job somewhere. Um, the Family, still your tag team champions. They won a fiddle four-way. Uh, Noam Dar uh, is still your... Is your and I don't know if it's NXT Heritage Cup champ. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> it's some cup. I don't know what it is. Anyway, Noam Dar defeated Jakar. Ja- oh, oh, no, that's their guys. Defeated Butch. Of course, uh, Tyler Bate. Uh, not Tyler Bate. Uh, what's his name? Pete Dunn. We do have a new NXT world champion. Ilya Dragunov defeated Carmelo Hayes, which I kind of feel like people thought was coming. And in the main event, Becky Lynch is still your NXT Women's Champion, defeating Tiffany Stratton in an Extreme Rules match where she got gashed pretty good, like to the point yeah. where you could see like lipoma fat sticking out of. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. It was pretty gross. Um, I I have to I I could I would contend, guys, that it was almost more gross than Foley's gash on the top of his head from the uh, '67 Rock chair shots at the '99 Rumble. Yeah, because um, there was there was gunk coming out. Yeah, it's just gunky gunk gunk. So, which is why Becky Lynch did not go to Raw on Monday, I believe. So, um, overall, Steve, not a bad show. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on Carmelo Hayes' reign finally ending? He's had a pretty. Um, he he's kind of ready to go to the main roster. I think he's one of the big, writing bright stars coming out of two He's had a lot of love behind him for a while. It definitely has done more for me than the Braun Breaker reign. Cause I don't know. It feels like he has a character more than son of Steiner, whose name is not Steiner and he's very tan. Right. Very tan. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like, tan. yeah, he's ready to go. He's, and I wonder if it's going to be like one of those old school NXT things where you lose the belt and that's kind of your, goodbye to NXT and then you moved up like so many people like Asuka did I know trying to remember some of the other people who would lose the belt right away and head on up to the top I feel like these NXT are are these called PLEs can we just call them (laughs) pay-per-views like 
What is I, impact? I, I always call them, I always call them pay per views. So yeah. I, I call them after school specials. <laughs> I don't like that. It's like it's kind of, they're it's kind like, of it's like, like Clash of the Champions. To to, it's like when all the kids get to go to the dance and cut up. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Because there always like seems to be like one or two really good matches on these shows, like really good matches. Uh, so yeah, it, of course there are. Yeah, yeah if, if it's one of those things that if I had unlimited unlimited time, uh, you know, I should probably catch up more on. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I think Carmelo Hayes is due. I mean, it was a good turn for him to. Uh, uh, you know, he wanted, of course, Mania weekend from from Braun. Uh, so, Boogie, first off, your thoughts on the show, and do you think Braun is due for a? There's a lot of guys that are on the cusp. Um, is he one of them too? Well, Breaker was probably on that trajectory already before they decided to keep him there, and he held the belt, dropped it to Mello. Then Mello had the longer title reign. Then they wanted Breaker to just kind of do the heel turn. That one thing that involved Von Wagner, I, I think it was. I mean, it was definitely on purpose. But like, like I, what I mean is that I think it was intentional that like he wasn't supposed to hurt him, but I think he accidentally dinged him really bad um, on his on his skull. So yes. it was like yeah. it was one of those weird things where it's like it was supposed to hurt. But it wasn't supposed to hurt that much, you know. So they actually have like an angle there if they want Breaker to just finish up with Von Wagner because I don't think he's come back from that injury yet. He's booked for with Mello for that big Tuesday event that's coming up that you're going to talk about uh, with um with the the big the big names at, in their corners. Mm-hmm. But for Breaker, you know, I guess so. Uh, Mello, Dav, I agree with Steve. Like uh, Carmelo's ready. Um, I think Ilya Dragunov's ready too. Uh, I I I'm a huge fan of Dragunov. I think it's, I I love that match that he had with Mel- Melo, and I I I agree with what he said too. Like every single time they do these sock hop specials, like there's always one match that's like one or two, usually involving Dragunov or Dragon Lee or um mm-hmm. or Wesley even that are just fucking great. And um and I usually am like pretty tuned in on it this one had two because i thought becky really did a good job with tiffany stratton i was very um leery of whether or not stratton was ready for that spot but having a veteran carry her through the matches and watching stratton really shine that was great um it, i don't know i don't I, I hate to pull the trigger on too many of these people because solo sokoa um got brought up pretty quickly but they protected him really well when he got put into the bloodline storyline. And then you see Cameron Grimes and he's jobbing to Austin theory, you know, so you, you don't know what you're going to get. If breaker goes to the main roster, I think he'll be very heavily protected. So I think if you want to put him in there and feel like he's ready for the spot, I would do it. Um, the only problem for Mello is his size. Like I, you, he would probably have to wind up being like in the mid card act. It's going to be hard for him to be in the main event of any brand. I worry about some of the call ups too, especially with all the people that have been released recently. Were all the mainstays on a main event? No, no pun intended there. Um, mm-hmm. And now that show is wide open. Right. So I, my worry is that. It's going to be a Kira Tozawa against a rotating 
number of of NXT 2.0 people. And then uh, Nikki Cross seems to be the one who's getting the main event treatment now instead of Dana Brooke. So she would take on all the women and then that will go on for a year. And then all those people will be let go, too. Uh, that That's kind of been my worry lately because mm. it just doesn't seem they're cycling too many people up and down. I think like Grayson Waller would be one that they have. Right. So Colo has been around for a while now, but I, like I'm having a hard time thinking of any other people that have moved up. Well, mm. there's uh, pretty deadly. But the thing about Pretty Deadly is I, I, that's one of the only – like, WWE – I don't hate watch WWE. I hope watch. Like, I watch mm. it hoping to see something good. The vignettes involving Pretty Deadly where he has, like, a shoulder contusion and he's, he acts like he's paralyzed from the neck down is freaking hilarious. So I actually mm. think that those two are going to wind up getting over on – I think they're on SmackDown right now. But I, I think they're going to wind up getting over for sure. And they were definitely on that NXT 2.0. Yeah, that was definitely that. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, the other problem, and and let's discuss this as a problem. Before I, I, I do want to get into the next Tuesday thing because I've got all sorts of interesting opinions. Steve will like some, but definitely not all of them. But some some people are whole, calling it Super Tuesday. It, it is a Super Tuesday. I'm, it, I'm calling it crazy. I'm calling it Stupid Tuesday. That's my. Well, that's it's my blazing rat. hot take. I would rather have Stupid Tuesday than the real Super Tuesday in 2024. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, very good point. We don't do that here. Uh, uh, the um, the the situation of bringing down roster got members like no one's really bitched too much about Becky Lynch being NXT Women's Champion. Should that bother people? Is it? Do you think it? Because from a storyline or a, a creative perspective, I don't understand the 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 positives of it. Other than she now is like the other horsewomen, like she was the only one, so I fe- she was felt left out. You know, Bailey's a former NXT Women's Champion. Charlotte's former NXT Women's Champion. Sasha's a former NXT Women's Champion. Oscar, probably the greatest NXT Women's Champion ever. Uh, so I feel like. She got she kind of pulled a and I like Becky, but I feel like she almost pulled a card just so she can go down there and and win the one thing that all of her pals have that she doesn't. It because seems, otherwise, what's the point? I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I think this whole thing, which is what I get upset about, I don't like dropping Baron Corbin down. I have no problem with. Um, right. If, you know, like somebody, somebody like, like a Cedric Alexander or, you know, like a mid card person that you're trying to kind of rehabilitate or um, give them something else to do. So they're just not sitting in the locker room for Raw or SmackDown. I think that's great. Right. I don't even mind a guest star once in a while. But I, I feel like this is something that's just there to pop a rating. And. Like, the, like it just seems beneath Becky, who's one of the biggest female stars in the company. Right. And so that that's why. And the, the the Super Tuesday next week with having John Cena and Carmelo Hayes corner and Paul Heyman and Braun Breaker's corner for literally no reason other than to, again, pop a rating. I just don't like that stuff. It's. I. I 
it's not it's not even just WWE. Like I would feel the same way if AEW, you know, that that they're on Tuesday or all of a sudden be like, and special guest Bill Goldberg showing up, or you know, like like CM Punk, we're bringing him back for one counter night. programming. Yeah, I, I just don't like it. I, I think that it takes away from like I, I don't think it's good for wrestling fans. It just divides the audience. And then when you're dealing with NXT itself, it gets away from the point of the program. I get, I get the point of the program is for business and the, to have, um, you know, good ratings and stuff. But it's not like it's going to all of a sudden have, you know, a million people watching it. There are going to be some people who watch AEW who are going to watch NXT. And then other people who watch everything will watch AEW instead of NXT. It's, it's just a, a strange thing. That um, I, I just don't get it, and I don't care for it all. I'd rather have them put, I'd rather have them put Cena with, uh, do the exact same match and do it on Raw or SmackDown. You'll have more people see it, and you'll get those people over even more, because yeah. people will be turning in to see Cena and Paul Heyman. And you forgot about Cody Rhodes' special announcement, which is that's that Dusty, even dumber. Which is Dusty Rhodes is his father. That's that's even dumber. It was like Cody Rhodes. Uh, hey, I um, I'm on the Grayson Waller effect, and I'm here because I was an EVP, and I'm calling in a favor. Calling in a favor to who? To bring Jay Uso to another show? Like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like, like, well, why? he wasn't. He wasn't. On, he wasn't wrestling on that night, so they needed to put him on camera. That's kind of why they did that. But I didn't want to get into the Tuesday, thing, Steve. But you, you, Sorry. I could tell. I, I could tell it was. It was bursting through your pores to it's, want to talk about it. It is bursting my pores. So, and like, yeah. I just don't yeah. like it. But the only important thing about this, too, is that it's not unprecedented. Like, you you mentioned it. WWE did this in 2019. And guess who they put on NXT? Becky Lynch. Because mm-hmm. Becky was hot as the man. You know, and so they right. had her They had her showing up uh, on full sale. This is when NXT, when I, I felt like they were still really great. You know, when they had, like, Cole and Ciampa and Gargano and... A ton of other people I can't think of that half of them are now in AEW. But <laughs> the thing is that they had um, they they did that counter programming when Dynamite started, and they sort of went tit for tat throughout COVID. Um, and it wound up that AEW got the better end on the demo. My prediction here is that I think the AEW will get the better demo, but the overall rating will go to NXT. On well, the head first off, here's my thing about. This is my take on the Tuesday since we we're going to talk about it, but because I do want to talk about Wrestle Dream, we can't. Oh yeah, that. yeah, that's arguably one of the probably one of the greatest pay per views of all time, and I didn't watch it, and I'm already thinking that it is. But uh, uh, I I am of the belief I'm probably wrong, but I am of the belief that the whole NXT on Wednesdays thing was nothing more than Vince trying to sabotage Triple H's standing in the company. Hmm. Mm. I still believe that. I still believe that. I think that was an internal thing because, number one, and, and this is the same, this the same holds true for Tuesday, NXT will be on Peacock the next day. Or what is it? I don't know. I don't know if NXT is like Raw and SmackDown on, on, uh, on Peacock where it's like, what are they, like four weeks behind or something? I, yeah, believe, I believe on Peacock, it's 24 hours later. 
for it's on, it's for NXT. Later. Not yes. not Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, Raw and SmackDown. No, say that now because of the Hulu rights. Yes, right. Which means Hulu that's doesn't change because the Hulu rights are ending, or unless they've already they're ended. ended. I think they ended last yeah. week. Yeah. So all right. So in the grand scheme of things, more people are probably going to watch AEW Tuesday because they could just watch NXT the next day. Now, my take on it is, and Steve's going to hate me for this. That's fine. Well, I I agree on a couple things. Uh, they're both wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, well, they're both right. They're both wrong. There's a lot of pro- there's a lot of situations here. I'm tired of head-to-head stuff myself. But yeah. with the streaming situation now, it's it's pointless. This isn't 1997. Yeah, we're not channel flipping anymore. Now. Right. No, it's pointless. And people forget during the Monday Night War, Nitro re-aired at 11:30. Yes. <laughs> so I watched the first hour of I watched the first hour of Nitro, and then I watched Raw, and then I took a dump. And then I watched the rest of Nitro. That's what my Mondays was from 1996 through 1999. And then I, uh, That's I, funny because Eric Bischoff Nitro. was taking Nitro. a dump through Nitro, too. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking a dump on Raw during Nitro. But anyway, we, would have, so, we would have two TVs, um, like a real small one, and then a regular one. And then we would flip back and forth. Like, what was better, we would put on the big it, one. Let me tell you something. Right. If children wonder why us as our in our 40s and whatever don't have ADHD, the reason why is because you had to have amazing concentration to flip the channels between Raw and yeah. Thunder and Nitro and SmackDown. Like, you had to be yep. a master of sensory overload. Exactly. It and was pretty crazy. And I don't think this is going to be the case either. Like, I know what they're going to do. So whatever segment is the big match, and because the, there's six of them now, right now that Tony is trying to book because he's trying to overload it too. Whenever they have one of those matches, they're going to try to have Cody on it, and they're going to have Cena on the other one. So they're doing the counter program. But I agree with you. It's splitting hairs because the result's going to be, like I think, the demo goes to uh, Dynamite and the overall goes to NXT. So both tribalisms have something to bitch about. Right. Here's my thing. WWE. This is what I'm going to say, and this is where Steve will half agree with me, half disagree with me. WWE is wasting their time putting all these guys on next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. There's no point. But it is their right. Oh, sure. This is a business. And, And Steve, think about this and be honest with me. And I know you have to be honest because you're Steve Willard. If the roles are reversed and Raw had uh, the U.S. Open and USA had to tell Raw, sorry, guys, you have to do Wednesday. You tell me that Tony Khan's going to go, well, uh, they got kicked off their regular night. We'll take it easy tonight and have a crappy dynamite to give them the night. No, he's not going to do that. I I agree and I disagree. Um, And it's just because of the difference of where the companies are. I absolutely agree that he would load that show up with like pay-per-view quality matches. Exactly. I think the different is the, and again, you're right. They're totally within their right. But like the whole point of NXT is like the young stars in the future. And then the being one of the the biggest wrestling stars of all time on it. Um, Right. And go completely like, that's like Russo. That that's Russo stuff. We were joking about him before. Like we're just right. gonna hot shot all this stuff. All um, right. No, you you make a good point there. Yeah, I'm but I do saying... agree with you. I think they would do the same thing. Like AEW would do the same thing. And right. if it was like, I, I don't know. Let's say if it was Ring of Honor, 
that was airing on a on the day that Raw hopped over. I, I think you know they'd probably do something like that too. All of a sudden, you'd right. have like some sort of like Eddie Kingston versus Brian yeah, Danielson. Because there's a difference. Right. Because there's a difference between counter programming and piggybacking. When you're doing those smaller promotions, of course, you're just going to piggyback everything. Even Impact right. is kind of in that vein right now. now its existence. Now the old, the Cody thing, though, I've heard rumors. It's funny you mentioned uh, Big Dust uh, Reach because the rumor I've heard is that um, Cody is coming on to announce the Dusty Tag Tournament. Which, in his defense, it is the old man. Mm-hmm. Is it is the timing fishy? Of course it is. Duh. But I can, that's not as egregious as when was the last time, if ever, John fucking Cena was on NXT? Never. I Never. I don't think he's ever been on NXT. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking right. about it now, and I don't think so. So, Steve, mm-hmm. philosophically, I totally agree with you. Pragmatically, and, and WWE has every right to do whatever they want. You can't, they can't be. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I just don't shape. like it. Now, on the <laughs> other side, well, no, and that's, and that's of course, absolutely. Now, on the flip side, I get that this is not AEW's normal night. I totally get that. But let's be honest. The only thing that's the big deal is is uh, Bono and uh, Adam Clayton. I'm using all the other members of U2 since we can't use the guitarist's name. Uh, and Larry <laughs> Mullins, his debut against Luchasaurus, which I think is a terrible opponent for him. But anyway, um, why are you putting his first match in the AEW – on your yep. unnatural night. Yep. Oh, that, that's done on purpose. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. The rest of the card is fine. Moxley's supposed to get the internet. He's going to get the international title back from, from, uh, uh, great Phoenix. I don't know. I, I, I like, I just like Phoenix, you know, like the Suns. not, <laughs> it's not Phoenix. It's Phoenix. It's like the NWA calling their pay-per-view coming up. So we're all, it's Sam Hain. Stop using funny words. Listen, listen to me on the uh, weekend special with Dr. G. I fucking hate that NWA has to have some <laughs> weird phonetically funny name just because just because uh, uh, James Mitchell is the one that's hosting it. But anyway, that's a totally different rant. You'll get that this weekend on the, on the weekend special. Anyway, so everybody is making a big mistake out of this next week. And I agree with I agree with with uh, with Rish. Everyone is going to look at it however they want to look at it. The AEW tribalist humps are going to say, we won the demo, 18 to 49, we kicked the crap. And the WWE tribalist humps are going to go, yeah, but we had 1.1 million and you had 999,000. Yay, you win, walk away, move on to the next week. That's all it is. It's a big jerk fest. And, and the other thing, too, is that this this overlap is constant. SummerSlam took place during a collision, and that collision got one of the lowest ratings it's ever had. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I was this, at that summer and I was at that SummerSlam and mm-hmm. it was not that great. <laughs> right. so, I mean, and um <laughs> and, okay. and there's NXTs, okay. there's NXT specials that you know Steve was talking about. I don't like calling them PLEs. I don't like calling any of the WWE events on Peacock PLEs, okay. but the, okay. but the but the NXT specials they um they they would try to counter program with um the AEW pay-per-views all the time to the point that it was laughable. Because even though they had good matches on the NXT cards, nobody cared about them because AEW took the spotlight. The difference here is that they're putting the big names on the NXT thing as a, hey, come over here across the street type of deal. You know, that's the one difference this time. They're, they're, right. they're, stock, they're stockpiling. Right. 
It's like no, when you have a bye week in football, in college football, and you purposely like sandbag it the week before because you know you got the big one coming and you want everybody ready. Right. It, it, it's yeah, just no, a, fine. It's a disservice, I feel, to wrestling fans. The you know, and granted, we can watch on, you know, on demand and and such, but to to piggyback like if like I feel did Collision load up against SummerSlam? No, not at okay. all. Okay, that's that's good. It was um, a white it was a white flag episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a but listen, that's a TV show versus a pay per view. That's yes. different. That's now, AEW did do this one where SmackDown about two years ago was on FS1, and they purposely put on YouTube Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson right. to try to get people to not watch it. And there's this whole, there's this meme that goes on with AEW fans where there was a segment involving um, the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, and it somehow got a better demo rating than the contract signing between – Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on FS1. So people are like, yeah, the bunny beat Roman Reigns and Rio. Rio is a draw. <laughs> yeah, know? it's all a flu- like like these switching um it's like who's like NXT's rating on this two coming Tuesday and AEW's rating on this coming Tuesday. They're both moot because it's not a normal situation. It's like I can't hold the rating for raw that was so low for those two weeks in a row i can't that that's a moot point it's like an outlier because it was going against two nfl games you can't take that rating seriously it's unfair yeah and there was a ramp and here and let's be honest sometimes wrestling is the tail that wags the dog because (laughs) Here's another one. One of the best rampages ever, that ever took place in March. Why? The NCAA tournament had just ended before it yes. aired. Right. Um, so that first one, match got this ridiculous rating because people were just had their TVs on. You know, oh, by the way, The Rock showed up. And when, yeah. the, Rock, and when the Rock showed up, that got a good rating. And the Bray Wyatt tribute, God bless him, like that got a great rating. But you know what episode in 2020 got one of the highest SmackDown ratings ever? It was on Christmas. Why? There was an NFL game right before it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, like, I, I agree with you, Steve. Sometimes it's just weird freak accidents. Like, there's weird circumstances that lead to a certain number popping off. It's not yeah. always like this one's a draw. Yes, there are metrics that WrestleNomics uses where you can say, oh yeah, Cody Rhodes draws here. Dominic draws here. Um, give me another name. MJF draws here. That's true. But I don't think they're needle movers. I don't think no. any of them are needle movers. I, right. Because and with some of that too, even with those statistics and, you know, Brandon does amazing work with, yeah, I the love math and the and the analytics, and we've had them on the show many times. But those people who are switching at that moment to say Dominic, or they have to be also following on Twitter because how would I know? Like right now, I have the Bears game on. Let's say this was back in the day, SmackDown was on a Thursday. I would have no idea what's going on SmackDown right now. So I'm only changing doing a commercial break. Now, if it weren't Steve, for social media, would anybody have known that there were 80,000 people that sold tickets in no. in London? No. no. Nobody would have known that. Right. 
Now, this is just me. Now, there's other football fans that'll watch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'm a degenerate. I'll watch any football. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I'm a cowboy fan, which makes me a different kind of high end degenerate, clearly. But I would not be watching if it was to, if this game was on, as compared to, uh, SmackDown. I watch SmackDown because, in my opinion, this game is crap. But sorry, mm-hmm. all the roof. Oh no! I always have the Thursday night game on. This isn't 1980. This isn't 1985. But now Uh, the score, the score right now is 1985 level. Yeah. Now let's just say that there was a now in the future. Let's put it this way, okay? Now in the future, Endeavor seems to think they want to make kind of these mega weekends out of the secondary pay per views. Mm -hmm. SmackDown Friday night, UFC Saturday night, and then WWE Sunday night would do a big weekend in one city. For like the secondary shows, like UFC yeah. doesn't have to. UFC can't do a show at uh, WrestleMania weekend. That's fucking stupid. Right. So, uh, now say there was a WWE pay per view Sunday night. Sunday night, the Niners and Cowboys are playing. I'm watching the Niners and Cowboys. I'll watch. The, mm-hmm. I'll watch the pay per view. I'll watch the pay per view on the cock the next morning. That's the difference between streaming. That's why, like these head to heads, WWE NXT was never going to beat Dynamite. Never. Why? Because you could just watch it the next day. There's nothing. Maybe I'm just being a cynic. And I try not to be because I love wrestling. But there's nothing right now that would make me want to watch anything live. That's just my opinion. Now. I, I'm now, only. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That, well, here's my other point. I, was, I, I, knew you're, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to bring up. So let me get it off first. Then maybe it'll adjust your thinking. But maybe not. So I. I know that you can't watch you, the only way you can watch Dynamite after it's live is if you have Hulu live TV Hulu. Not I have regular Hulu. I don't have the live TV. Doctor G has the live TV. I have the regular Hulu because it's uh, part of my uh, Verizon package. Mm-hmm. But I can't watch Dynamite other than that. That's going to change, right? Because Dynamite will end up being on Max. Now I don't know I don't know if, if Warner Brothers gives two fucking shits about like the gap. I doubt they do. So if that's the case, then all of these quote wars at night aren't going to be worth shit because there's nothing right now except all right, Sunday night with with uh with Stuart Copeland drummer for the police. Every little thing she does is me- oh, anyway. Don't stand so um, close, Steve. Don't stand so Steve, you should not be seeing any teacher stories at all. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you're too good for that. Anyway, um, so that's just my take. I, I and I'm trying not to be a cynic, but there's nothing in prof- now. The night Jade Cargill debuts, whenever that is, count me in. Because I love her anyway, Steve. You and I have talked about her <laughs> many, many times on this program. I love her. I actually like her better than than most women's wrestlers. And I think the AEW women and, and Boogie doesn't know this, but I've always said that the women's division in AEW is garbage. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. They have a, uh, a, a couple standouts, but yeah. Yeah, they yeah, do. No, they definitely all, have a couple standouts. They yeah, definitely have a couple standouts. No, me and Jordan talk about it all the time. Lackluster is putting it nicely. Yeah. <laughs> There's some I mean, when Jamie Hayter went down with injury, it took a really bad hit. Sure. And I got to tell you, and, and I agree, and I have to say this, and we talked about it, Boogie, on the, the show after All In. I felt bad for Tony because all of his big 
ticket makers, all the, the, the UK guys were all hurt. Mm-hmm. Guys and gals, including Jamie Hader. They're anyway. they're final they're finally turning to where it's like, okay, we gotta do the character work with the women. The wrestling's not gonna be able to just push it towards the I will say this Tony Storm stuff is good. So it's really good. So she I know funny. not everybody is in on it, but she's basically doing a Gloria Swanson like uh uh Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. Thing. Yeah, and yeah, it is, it is like, so I'm ready good. my close up Mr. DeMille. It is so good. And I she's like just scratching the surface of it. Sky yeah. Blue is getting more time. Julia Hart. Now, to be fair, Julia Hart's getting married, so she's taking time off. But her entrance is fantastic. So they're doing more character stuff. The thing about WWE is they got the character stuff. But they've got the wrestling. They've got the history. Mm-hmm. They've got the legacy too. Like all these girls, like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte and Oscar and Io Sky, just had a great match on SmackDown. Like you could put any of them on any of these shows and not only get a good rating compared to the men, but have a great match as well. So right. that's the difference. And then the women in AEW have never been put to that, put on that pedestal yet. I agree. That's the problem. And I think, listen, I've watched plenty of Impact knockouts, and I'm yes, I'm. I think Impact's tri- women's division is the best. Yeah, and and I'm being a little tribal, not really, but I think NWA's women's division is really good because I just love Camille. You know why? Anyway, they why? book them the strongest. They do. They book them better than the guys. She That's really why. does that. I've talked to Dr. G, and I've said that a zillion times on on this on the weekend special. But anyway, so now this show Sunday night. I, if it goes on the, this is the first thing I'm going to watch. The, if they do a giant dump, uh, if they do a giant dump in the max tab, and we get all of the dynamites going all the way back to October of 2019, mm-hmm. and all the pay per views, this one Sunday will be the first one I watch. I have a this recommendation. Card is yeah. what? I I have a recommendation. Because uh, like we know that at some point these shows with the expansion, because I know that's kind of where we're going here with this conversation, the, you know, looking to go 12 pay-per-views a year and then probably yep. putting them on max. Um, until that time, if you have a movie theater, and I'm saying this to our listeners, that shows these pay-per-views, go. It is so much, especially if you have like two people going. You're paying fifty dollars. I paid twenty bucks this time. They lowered the price. I had a buddy go with me, so forty bucks total. We each grabbed our soda. It was amazing watching it on the massive giant movie screen, like perfect surround sound. I totally got my money's worth and more. I absolutely highly recommend it. And was you're it- saving money from from. I, I went alone uh, a few months ago when they did it. Was it rated R? Um, only at the end they had to change the uh, the rating. Yeah, first it was it, it was uh, PG thirteen, and then at the very end of the match, I know I saw a Marvel movie like that where Iron Man and Captain America were hugging, and Iron Man just said, "Just go fuck yourself," and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna milk that joke. But yeah, like seriously, um, like, if you don't want to pay the fifty bucks, don't go. And they pay also the do um, this bar that I've never heard of. That's like like a national bar uh, chain, and they also do Dave and Buster's, but. The Dave and Buster's is somewhere in New Orleans where, like, evil monsters live, and I will not go there. <laughs> yeah, there's one in, in Times Square that I saw, and uh, my kid's like, can we go to Dave and Buster's? And I'm like, no, we're not going to a Dave and Buster's in Times Square. <laughs> mm. um, so, listen, it brings me back to when I watched WrestleMania 2 uh, on a big screen. Closed at the circuit. 
Yeah, yep. I love it. It was it so kind of brings you back. I actually dig that. I got to be honest. I dig that. That brings you back to like nostalgic times when big mm-hmm. when the big shows were on closed circuit. And it's also that weird paper. moment where you're in a theater because I'm, I'm imagining Steve went to like something like a Hollywood theater or a movie tavern or something where there's like it's a fairly decently sized auditorium. But there may be like or 10 people, but everybody's looking yeah. at each other like one of us. One yeah. of us. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that weird? Like, I'm not saying wrestling is on the outskirts of popular culture. I think there's a lot of wrestling isms in popular culture that everybody immediately like knows and picks up. But pro wrestling, in terms of the the giant grand scheme of it, where Taylor Swift is way up top watching over everybody else, I would say like wrestling is just kind of this bubble right here. And we're just really, really well versed in it in all its history. And we're glad that it's expanding. We're glad there's more shows. But when I go, if I go out and watch a watch wrestling, I'm not like if I go out to a bar, I'm not going to say, hey, can you turn on the wrestling event? Everybody else here wants to watch. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, streaming has done that though streaming has done that they've they've um they fragmented the audiences we haven't in, do you realize scott we have an entire country that casually watches suits on netflix every single day suits has been off of television for five fucking years my wife started watching it yeah just recently it on I, it's on my list raw. it was on after raw after watching dean yeah. ambrose lose bray wyatt for the 88th time I, yeah there's <laughs> Yeah, it hopped uh, up on Netflix, and it's just thing now. And yeah. it's it's a USA show. It, like, it is that kind of quality. And, I mean, look at all the stars suits. Like, none of them wound up being big at anything. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's her face? Uh, well, one of them Megan, became the Duchess. One's some Canadian Denver. now. Yeah, wasn't Megan. Megan uh, wasn't Megan Markle on? Uh, on yeah. wasn't, wasn't Tennille Dashwood on Spoots? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tennille Dashwood. I did um, like I did like her tweet with her release where she was like, uh, "Oh wow, Elimination Chamber's going to Australia, my homeland." And he's like, "Ah, never mind. I just got released." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Rhea Ripley uh, has been quote off. She was selling the Nia Jax uh, 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 injury, and I, they said she actually went over there and uh, and did promoting for uh, for that. I'm actually pumped. I, I'm happy for Australia because I uh, I I have the Global Warming Tour. Um, DVD like somewhere in a bin gets on the it's on the peacock. I do like Rhea uh, Ripley motivationally as like the um the locker room leader for like like get your shit in gear. <laughs> right. Dominic yeah, wins the definitely. US title back and Damian Priest is not like is medically cleared and like yeah, everybody right. is back on the same track. Yeah. I uh uh I like that uh that that she was promoting that show because I remember that DVD global warming tour was the up until SummerSlam 2012. That was the only documented match between triple H and Brock Lesnar. They had not been on, they had not been in the ring together uh, until after that show, until they wrestled at SummerSlam 2012, which is pretty funny. Um, So this pay-per-view Sunday, Take away the Adam Copeland stuff. Uh, I, I thought nothing of this show. I, I kind of thought that this was kind of like a, you know, an in-betweeny show. A couple of matches will be nice, but they're going to shoot ahead to full gear, which, by the way, stealing WWE's uh, Laker thing uh, by making full gear because it's at the forum. 
and then they had to take it back because the Lakers are like, uh, yeah, we didn't give you permission to do that. <laughs> yeah, we gave we gave we gave uh, WWE permission to do it for Melo. But they canceled uh, winning time. Don't make us cancel you too. Yeah, that pissed me <laughs> off. That that pissed me off that cancel winning time. However, the Hulu documentary on the history of the Lakers is really really good. Um, it's mostly about the power struggle of all the children. But anyway, and I think to myself, you know, Jeannie, you were really hot. Why did you? Like shack up with broken down, grumpy Phil Jackson. I still can't figure that out. Anyway, um, so this show, I think kind of, I feel like, and to correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I feel like this show kind of snuck up on everybody being as good as it was. Uh, on paper, <coughs> excuse me, on paper, every AEW pay-per-view match looks good. It obviously depends on how it's executed. There were four. Pre- I'm not going to go through the whole card, but there were four pre-show matches. Of course, uh, MJF uh, uh, won the handicap match because Adam Cole's out for a while again. Another guy who's brittle bone disease because uh, he's got a broken foot. Uh, Eddie Kingston kept his two belts. Chris Statlander kept her belt. Uh, the Bucks won the number one contenders for the tag belts. Uh, Swerve beat Hangman. That was kind of a surprise, but I heard it was a good match. Yeah, uh, Rick Swerve's hometown. He was. I mean, he was like CM Punk levels of over. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. Like Adam Page was booed out of the building. Uh, Ricky Starks won. Uh, Danielson beat uh, Zack Sabre. Steve, your thoughts? Uh, uh, one of the best matches I ever seen. Um, it's just absolutely my type of wrestling. Um, I it's unbelievable they're going to run it back at some point in europe or japan i'm hoping for wrestle kingdom um so zach can get the win back uh, it's it just brian danielson was marking out i saw him at least twice marking out in the middle of the, his own match like ah. just shit-eating grin and he, he said after the match he's like this is the match i've been waiting to wrestle my entire career is a match like this right and then you had moxley and nigel on commentary basically talking over the everyone else and going back and forth. And Moxie would just talk for like two minutes straight and not stop. I know. That's what I heard. It was so good. Every aspect of that match w- was fun. Um, even though I, I figured Danielson was going to win because it's his hometown and um, it's not like old WWE, you know, attitude era, you know, ruthless aggression era where they had the person, you know, get humiliated in their hometown. I know. It's not um, going to be everybody's cup of tea, but the thing is that that is stylistically, dude. There, technically, there are no there are no errors because there was no setup to like different spots. It wasn't like oh, let's sequence to this to the. It was all just chain reaction wrestling. It was all Billy Robinson yeah. or Noki wrestling, but done right. That's what made it so special. Hey, even like the small things, like the finish. Uh, we, like it took two Bisakunis to to catch ZSJ to win. Like he got up Zack Saber Jr. from the first one, and he made it look like he kind of stepped on his ankle on, on purpose, so he was a little bit lower when he stumbled. And then he, because of that, he just ate the knee right in the face, so it looked like a legitimate knockout shot. Uh, yeah, they just they just had a, a yeah, and, and a this blast. is not a Jonathan Gresham snooze fest. Okay? No, there's a no. lot of emotion in this match. There's a lot of drama in this match. There's a lot of yelling in this match. Like, it's pretty intense. Mm. I'm working here, dickhead. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> taunting the crowd. Uh, Don Callis family won. They got they had to keep that feud going on anyway. FTR kept the tag titles, and of course, in the main event, uh, Christian Cage did keep the uh, TNT title over Darby Allen. Um. Uh, we now look ahead. Um, full gear is a good six weeks away. I think the 18th um, of November. Yeah, it's yeah. so at the they, Kia Forum, they, uh, of course. It's at the Forum, of course, the fabulous Forum, home of uh, Showtime. Uh, already have a match. If you look uh, at the promotional poster, it's one. active. Yeah. Yes, yep. MJF. Uh, it was announced what last night on or you're listening to this Wednesday night on Dynamite. MJF will defend the world title against Jay White, uh, which should be a fine match. Um, the next pay per view on our pay per view schedule uh, is not uh, is Fastlane. Fastlane is. Um, Tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Friday, tomorrow night uh, at the Gainbridge Fieldhouse in uh, in uh, Indianapolis. And, of course, the poster is old John Cena, not current John Cena because he's not as buff. Um, there is uh, five matches right now. Uh, Seth Rollins will defend the World Heavyweight title against uh, Knock in a last man standing. John Cena and L.A. Knight take on Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa in a regular tag. EO Sky, Asuka, Charlotte, triple threat for the women's title. The LWO, Ray Santos, and either Joaquin Wilde or Cruz del Toro will take on uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And then the Judgment Day will defend the tag titles against Cody and Jay. Uh... Two things I think are going to happen on this evening. Number one, I think Cody and Jay win the tag titles. And number two, I think we see Jade Cargill. Mm. I think she I think she comes in during I think she's introduced or something during that that uh six man. Because I think she's gonna join this Lashley Street Profits thing. That could be. Or does does uh, uh, Bianca Belair join turn heel because um, her hubby's in it? A lot of possibilities here. Or will it be like typical WWE and they'll just put all the black people together and all the Hispanic people together? <laughs> hey. The gang wars did work once. Yes. Oh, yeah, they did. They had, you had all the Latino the, group. You had the, the Puerto Rican. I, I like. I like how we had a Survivor Series called Gang Wars, and it ended with two white people arguing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> and one man, of them an even milkier Canadian than the Americans. America, everyone. Well, actually, it was in Quebec. <laughs> they had the Nazis, the Puerto Ricans, and like the South African like apartheid leaders. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, um. I can't believe I'm about to say this, and Jennifer Smith's probably going to kill me, but why is Charlotte in another fucking title match? This is like Batista in 2009, 2010. It's like they just got to get her in every single title match. I don't understand. 
Yeah, there's okay. a um, AEW has had this problem, and um, so to be fair, I'll do, say it to WWE. This pay per view doesn't seem like a pay per view, and it seems like it's just thrown together last minute. Yeah, it's um, not a fast lane. It's more like a downshift. Yeah, like Wrestle Dream was, for the most part, except for the pre-shows, was fairly settled. Uh, but like you said, Scott, there there's only five matches, and it's not like any of them are, you know, what the main event's a rematch, which it's a good program, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed the Seth Nakamura program so far. But then, like, you have, like, odd tag team working together, a couple of, of them, like Cody and Jey Uso all of a sudden, and then, like, John Cena and LA Knight against um, Jimmy and Sola Sokoa, like, that's kind of out of nowhere. I'm, I'm sure that's not the fourth inning that Paul Heyman was referring to. Uh, it, it just, there's not going to be just five matches on there, and we only have one show, uh, the SmackDown, right. which will air tonight, to set up the rest. Like, there's not much there for me on it. And I'm surprised at that because they've had some really big shows this year. And maybe they're just working on the like the, your your big four, your mania, your money in the bank. Like those are the really big shows, mm-hmm. and then the ones that they're traveling outside of the country. Because this this seems like a nothing show to me. It yeah, no, like a, it, it feels like a stopgap for sure. Yeah, no, it's a secondary. It's a secondary pay per view. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't well, see it's say, a tertiary pay per view. Let, let yeah. me say this about Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream is a secondary pay-per-view in the in the grand scheme of it for AEW. They made mm-hmm. it out of thin air. You know, I think just the this is one where I do think I know he's your guy, but and I know that he's really doing a good job with the PLEs ugh, and trying to like build up his major events on Peacock to be to feel special to the point where people are fighting to get on the card because they don't they, you know they they right. don't always have time. Like that was one of the controversies involving Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus from months ago, mm-hmm. where he really wants to make those big events feel big, and he doesn't want to have any snoozers. And I think one of the reasons is, and I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna fanboy this time, okay? This is the one time. I think AEW's pay per views are just good all the fucking time, and I think the wrestling fans know that. And I think WWE realizes that, and they had to up the quality of their pay-per-views to match AEW's in that sense. In terms, of I agree with you. Rates. I agree with you to a certain extent, Boogie. I don't think they're completely like hung up on that. I think, but. I think what's, I hate to say it. Well, I think what saves the AEW pay-per-views a lot of the time is the roster. Daniel, <laughs> well, not not the whole roster. Danielson is on his wet dream tour of wrestling all these Japan guys that everybody wants to pop a chubby over. And that's fine because the matches are great. But this is just like what happened, and we're coming up on it on, on the Place Be podcast. After WrestleMania 26, when Shawn Michaels was gone, that chubby popper vanished. And mm-hmm. eventually, Brian Danielson is not going to be wrestling Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre no, and Okada. He's pretty much and all these saying a year chubby left. Poppers. And I got to be honest, Boogie, some of, some of these, some of the matches are really good. And some of them just seem like they're good. Oh, yeah. Like, like we, me and Steve, actually, uh, surprise, surprise, he's going to be on You Know What That Means. And we literally talked about how, wow, we just had a pay-per-view where 
they had a Young Bucks match and an FTR match, and it was completely forgettable and bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. they were kind yeah. of buried in the card between the ones that you had mentioned in the rundown where, I mean, I thought Hangman and Swerve had a great one, you know? So like, and, we those, think, uh... and I like oh, the ahead. fact that there's more events. I just like the fact that there's more events, and they're going to be able to keep going with the quality because their roster is so good. Here's my fear, Scott, that when they go to max, cause it's going to happen, you know, me and Andrew Zarian, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the club of Andrews. We were very tight. Prince Andrew was in it, but we kicked him out. And Aaron Andrews. And I'm still waiting for the hookup, by the way. <laughs> oh, there was a joke about Aaron Andrews there and I'm not going there, yeah, but um, <laughs> Andrew Zarian said, the reason I'm making that joke is because he, first of all, he is actually a cool guy, but, um, Andrew Zarian said, was the one who put that report out there that they're going to go to max and it's going to be 12 pay-per-views a year in 2024. I believe it. I think that's going to happen. What I, I mean, your biggest fear is the same one when WCW did it in, in 1995. Like, are you going to water down the product? Um, it's possible, but I still think their, their roster is so deep and so good. Even when Danielson retires, you're just going to bring in Will Ospreay full-time to take that spot. And Here's he's going to have thing, bangers. Too. Here, here's the other thing, too, though, Boogie. I think this helps. I think the monthly pay-per-views will help uh, Tony Khan because, yeah, he, can't he only does them like all. five shows a no. year, <laughs> but he can't have these 14, 15-match shows that go four and a half hours and end at midnight. Mm-hmm. He just can't. It's it's tired. It's wearing people out. It's It's bothering people. And I think going monthly will help him alleviate the fact, yeah, will he have to work harder? Yes. But listen, some I know he's he thinks he's a martyr and he wants every single person to be on a pay-per-view so they feel special. But sometimes you just can't do that. And that's that's a fair point. And sometimes you're going to have to do a monthly show where there's eight matches and FTR takes the week, takes the, the show off and we don't have a tag time. I know this goes it's back to bad. just the philosophy of pro wrestling in general. And if you, more moves mean more drama, but sometimes more less is more. And, you know, I think everybody is learning that watching WWE, they're doing less matches for their big shows, but people are more people are attending it and people are giving higher ratings to their, you know, like star ratings or whatever, you know, for what it's worth to their matches, because it's like, oh, you're putting more importance into this match because you're booking it and you're not putting 25 million matches on this card. The thing about Wrestle Dream, they did have a lot of matches on paper, but I felt like it was booked really well. Another show that happened that I'm pretty sure y'all talked about was All Out. All Out was yeah. a great show because it was just a meat and potato show. It was just, yeah. okay, let's just get through all this punk toxicity bullshit. And why don't we just have a great wrestling show with maybe four matches that go over 20 minutes. And, and not have any downtime. Correct. And just knock it out of the park. And that's what they did. And I think with monthly pay-per-views, I think things could be a little easier for for them in general, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm all for monthly pay-per-views and I'm also all for streaming because either WWE fucked up when the network started 10 years ago and they should have charged yes. a little extra for big shows or <laughs> AW is going to do have to do what they do now. And they're going to charge an extra 10 bucks a month. And some of that's going to get siphoned to AEW. Now, AEW is not broke, obviously, but 
you know, Tony's dad's going to eventually turn the spigot off when the Jaguars are, you know, three and 11 and they have to spend more money to make sure that team doesn't fold up like a cheap suit. The Lon- you're so, talking about the London Jaguars? The London Jaguars. Yeah, two straight weeks. Huh? <laughs> they might as well just go. That's what I'm point. thinking. That, well, that, that was the thing. I think NFL was like, okay, none of our teams want to go to London anymore. And the Jaguars were the only one that were like, oh, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, you said they stadium. More- yeah, exactly. And then they could do all out after. And then the Jags. Maybe they could do all out, uh, all in on Saturday, and then the Jags play on Sunday. How about that? You can do you like know, all jag on, off. The Colts. <laughs> I thought Reese was going to say that. Steve, I huh? did like, I did like the um, the pettiness of the of the cons not wanting the Jaguars team for the WWE belt. I thought that was funny. That made me uh, laugh. Yeah, that was super petty. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is pretty petty, but unless they and they can't sell. See, now you're fucked because obviously AEW is not going to sell it because they don't have their own shop. They use uh, pro wrestling tees. Yeah. Um, so they're not going to sell it. Uh, and if they tried to, WWE would let them because they're the ones that have the deal with the NFL. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, and WWE can't sell it because AEW, because the con. Now, now, Amir, right? Is that, is that the I always never remember the dad's fucking name. It's Amir, Sahid, right? Sahid Khan. Uh, so who Amir? went to Jaguars WWE belt? Huh? Like seriously, who, who, who would uh, actually? Uh, J- uh, Jalen Ramsey, Urban Meyer, <laughs> Urban Meyer. He's, he's gonna wear it like a. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a guy on YouTube who's a big. Uh, there's a big Jaguar fan. Maybe he'll wear it. But, um. Uh. So, this this uh this show on Saturday, Fastlane, is gonna be a nice, cute little show. I guarantee you hardly anybody's going to watch it live. I'm not going to watch it live. I'll watch no, it. I'm not going to watch I'll, it live. I'll watch it Sunday or Monday. Will I watch it? Yeah, probably. I want to watch the AEW pay-per-views. I'm just not spending $50. I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's why I recommend, like, if it comes to the movie theater, it is worth $20. Absolutely worth $20. Take it, take it from a rabbit hole wanderer right here with AEW. It is a commitment. It mm-hmm. it does it does get to a point. Me and Steve have privately had this co- these conversations where they were doing all in, all out. They had launched Collision two months earlier, and then you know they had Grand Slam, and it was just like Jesus. Like, can you? And they also, by the way, they had a freaking Ring of Honor pay per view in between in July, and it was like, are you really gonna like? Are you seriously thinking that fans are going to buy both pay per views? Like, are you serious? Like, and I'm not trying to say that in a sarcastic way. It's like, dude, that's two fifty dollar purchases back to back weeks. Yeah, that's groceries. That that's those two pay per views are your groceries for the week. Right now, if you have eight, now I don't know how much it is on on a uh, fight. I think it's thirty five. But I'll be honest with you, this Bound for Glory show, uh, kind of looks like it's going to be a banger. Um, there's uh. five matches right now. Uh, yeah, you have Alex Shelley defending the world title against Josh Alexander, and he's probably going to lose. Josh Alexander's probably going to win. Yeah, because of the what's going to be the next day. Exactly. You've got Will Osprey and Mike B- and Speedball. I mean, that's really incredible. Fun. Guess what? That match will be better than anything at Wrestle Dream. That's my take. That match will be the mm. match. I, I have a feeling. That. Not not Brian, not Brian and Kenny or uh, Brian and Zach for me. That I mean that that they said it's a dream match and that is a dream match for me, but uh, it will be incredible. Yeah, Chris Sabin will defend the uh, impact the the X division title against Kenta. Unfortunately, it's not like eight years ago Kenta, so 
That match could be good, but we'll have to see how Kenta's body him. It's going to be even better when they find out it's CM Punk in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) CM Uh, Punk has shown up to this arena a couple times now. And he actually did show up at Impact. I'm sure y'all talked about this during that news cycle, like uh, maybe like six months ago. He showed up in Impact. And it was at at this arena. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that part. He showed up at Impact the same week he showed up at Raw. Yep. Yeah, like, and like three days later, <laughs> and Vince got it from the looming tower. It was like he's here. Kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trinity, who I love, I love Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, will defend the knockouts title against Mickey, and then there's the call your shot gauntlet, which is pretty much their version of Money in the Bank. Uh, Every single one of those four matches are good to five star capability. Yeah, totally. The participants uh, at the moment. The participants at the moment. It's 20 person, and we're halfway through. Jake something. Yay. Dango, no. Champagne Singh. No. Eric Young. Uh, Jordan Grace. Yay. Brian Myers. Young, no. Shara. No. Kylan King. Uh, yes. Jody. Uh, she's an NWA alum, so I love Kylan King. Jody Threat. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bully Ray. Uh, go no. Ray. Yeah, definitely go away. So 10 more will go into that match. Uh, and now what uh, Steve was alluding to is the next night, because they're going to be, uh, they're doing tapings, obviously, the next night. Um, it's already announced that it's going to be Josh Alexander versus Will Ospreay. That is Impact calling their shot. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's yeah. Impact. Yeah. That's Scott Demore saying, let me give you what you want. Like kind of that yep. infamous, tw- you know, WWE promo. I'm gonna give you what you want. This is the this is the match everyone wanted. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time with this. I think cause... it was actually supposed to happen, and Alexander got hurt, or Osprey was hurt. I can't remember. Well, Josh has been hurt since what April? April. He was. Yeah, but he had I think a few also months. Will Os- maybe I'm misremembering, and it was a different guy. But I remember Osprey was supposed to wrestle somebody, and he got dinged up, and they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have been Mike Bailey, which who he's wrestling at Bound for Glory. Uh, now coming up in, uh, the following weekend, uh, impact to be going to the UK turning point will be the next big show, uh, in, in the UK. Uh, I'm sure that's going to be exceptional and, and you'll get, we'll get some, uh, legitimate, uh, um, you know, UK matches with, you know, Will and those kind of guys, Jared, Zach and stuff. I think they'll, I think Zach can end up wrestling for that too. So, um, the other question I have is, this is a, just an interesting question. So, if we don't have to care about CM Punk anymore, can we stop doing shows in fucking Chicago? Like, I feel like, Everybody's going to Chicago. So you Why want Steve, you want Steve Willie to never see a wrestling show again? Is that what you're trying <laughs> well, to say? Steve Willie doesn't go to every wrestling show because he's you know. Well, he might go know. to Bound for Glory if you unless you're telling them to go away. Go <laughs> away, Manitoba, Canada again. <laughs> Someone give me like on like, oh god, I can get a fucking front row seat to the TV a, tapings. Chicago legitimately is a great market for pro wrestling. It's easy That's, to get it to. It's a great market, very, very easy to get to. And you have a lot of wrestlers that can get there quickly 
from the like Alpenies. Michigan, yeah. um, Minnesota. Guess what uh, pay-per-view at the end of the year will be in Chicago? Survivor Series. I see, I've never been a big fan. Well, never been a big fan of Survivor Look in my eyes. I missed NXT point one. I'm going to be on John games. That, that show was really fun. That's your, you, that's you're going to hear. You're going to hear out will come uh, Julian, whatever his name is. Look in my eyes. What do you see? I'll be on John Cena's team. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to be truthful. The actor strike will be over by then and John will be back to work. That's why I'm saying, you know, WWE should not be banking on, on The Rock doing all this stuff. Absolutely not. That was a weird, no. stupid coincidence that he – they yeah. all just happened to be in Denver for Deion Sanders. For Deion Sanders and Patrick. <laughs> You're right, Coach Prime. That was the only reason that happened. That was literally yeah. the only reason. Yeah, and then the next night uh, – fucking uh, – then the next day they got Molly Wampa. Or was that two weeks oh, ago? Right? God, I could do an entire episode about the Colorado football hype. Uh, it's, uh, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's like, like they got – they got humbled. They got it's humbled. Like if, it's like with the L.A. Knight thing, and then he finally wrestles Roman Reigns, and Roman's beats him for like 20 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what that felt like. That would be what it's like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's been a big week, and then Bound for Glory is the 21st in Cicero. Then NWA has uh, Sal um, in uh, Cleveland, so not Chicago. Uh. Another question, full gear in L.A. Is California still an untapped market for pro wrestling? Is it still kind of in limbo, you think, for the national parties? Not counting, like, I know pro wrestling gorilla is very West Coast heavy, but. I don't know, Steve. Does it seem like that they that California is still, like, fertile wrestling ground? I mean, they had. It's just hard to travel there. You know, if your companies are based on the East Coast and in Florida. You know, like it's hard to get all your equipment and stuff there. I mean, AEW was there this um, yesterday and um, didn't do really well in Stockton. Um, Fool, you know, like the LA thing, like LA when you're doing a big show, I think you're fine. But it's just, it's just difficult to get to. Uh, that is true. No, you're right. I mean, uh, last year at Mania, I couldn't pay for it. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know uh, D'Amato and uh, uh, Cowboy and the Grooney went, but I just, I mean, that seemed like so much money, you know. Uh, now, Boogie, your neck of the woods, I felt like was ignored for a long time. You know, it had the 2001 Rumble. It had uh, some pay-per-view in 2009. Um, but the minute WrestleMania 30 hit the dome, I felt like everything opened up for New York. Uh, for New York, for New Orleans. Uh yeah, now, a lot of people criticize the Superdome for not being a very good wrestling venue. There's a lot of obstructed views. It's not conducive to like a, an optimum wrestling venue. But, uh, but I still think a lot of a lot of promotions like working down there. Do you agree? Yes, I think a big part of it is proximity. It's one of the reasons why the Super Bowl still like I think we got a Super Bowl coming in a year or two. Um, they still want to come here for the Superdome, um, the Sugar Bowl, obviously. Um, the Final Four was just here. 
That was the one where Duke rest, uh, wrestled, wow, played North Carolina uh, in the Mike Krzyzewski retirement match. And um, the thing is that everything is close. And it's one of, like, the most dense populations in, in, the, in the United States. In terms of, like, actual square miles, it's not a very big city at all. You could literally right. walk from your hotel, like, a good maybe, like, half a mile walk to pretty much anywhere you want in New Orleans. Now, if you want to go to the suburb area like Metairie and the West Bank and the River Parishes, yeah, you got to get in a car. But it's different. It's very different from Texas and California and even Michigan, where it just feels like everything is like really like spread out and far apart. And it feels like you're driving 30 minutes everywhere and you're in the, all these crazy traffic jams. And I think New Orleans is just easier. Um, also, a lot of history in New Orleans, you know, with um, a lot of the southern the, um, territory, territorial things. Mid-South is very well known there. They used to have Superdome shows for Mid-South back in the early 80s when they first opened the Dome. So there's history there, too. I don't think that necessarily that's always the case for, like, why wrestling sells in, every, in certain cities. Like, I don't think California necessarily has, like, great wrestling history unless someone wants to maybe chad campbell is going to join the chat and scream at me but (laughs) (laughs) but but i feel like i do think like it's really about the economics and the fact that there is it's a good destination so it's a great place to visit but it's just like any other place like i'm pretty sure steve will say the same thing about illinois and you might say the same thing about the upper east there are great places to visit they're not great places to stay Mm -hmm. you know yeah uh speaking of uh our neck of the woods uh december's nxt show which i believe is deadline deadline i love these one word shows they're terrible uh will be uh in bridgeport just uh aw's been there a couple of times yeah i've been there for i've been there for both dynamites uh how how did you like them i did i I enjoyed it i think AEW puts on a very good live show well you know i would love to see scott you're kind of burying the lead here Mm -hmm. i i heard the impact roster celebrated your 1000th birthday <laughs> and I it, am amazing. i reading that right yep and i still look amazing um <laughs> I still look hey funny. guys can you buy me a second row seat for mariah in chicago at the united center for 850 dollars what mariah, i'm just looking to see what's for, a, for mariah carey are you serious christmas, christmas concert you get drinks, oh, yeah. you get all oh, sorts Christmas, of stuff. The Christmas act, yeah, like the Christmas songs, yeah. yeah. She, she's you know. she's going to have her share of drinks before she goes on stage, too, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's going to be a uh, – I think that's going to be uh, – I think Fastlane will be a decent show. Again, I'll watch it probably the next day. Bound for Glory, uh, there's, there's still room for probably another four or five matches. Uh, as we're recording right now, there's another episode of Impact. We'll get into that this weekend with uh, Dr. G and myself on uh, the PTV weekend special. You can check that out Sunday morning at nine here on the feed. Uh, And then, uh, you know, we have uh, the NWA pay-per-view and then November 18th is a full gear. And then the following November 25th, Thanksgiving weekend will be a Survivor Series. Guess what? In Chicago. (laughs) Uh, The problem is WrestleMania won't get a Chicago unless either Soldier Field gets a roof. Or they move. They move. And like Boston, I think that's not feasible at the moment, it seems like. But I'm waiting for Minneapolis. I would be pretty excited about that. 
I believe that's that's supposed to be the rumor for t- WrestleMania. 20, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and there was another one in Nashville where supposedly one of the one of the like the people who runs that stadium lipped off in an interview and said, "Oh yeah, we got WrestleMania," but it was never actually confirmed. So, but I think I think it is sure. going to happen. Though. Yeah. No, they I think it's I think it's, there. Yeah. I think it's almost a, a foregone conclusion that the new building in Nashville, but it may not be till like twenty twenty. Well, let's see. What's it supposed to be ready by the twenty twenty five season for the for the for the uh, for the uh, Titans? So it would be twenty twenty six, I think. So I'll tell you where they need to do. I'll tell you where we need a wrestling event in that sphere in Las Vegas. That's where we need one. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. We can just have uh, a giant Al Snowhead on the top. <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, Legion Stadium in in uh, in Vegas is an amazing place for anything. Uh, my but buddy you, just went to a wait, let, game. Let's circle back. Did you go to White Plains, New York, for Impact One Thousand? That's what I was leading to. No, I did not. I oh, went to you didn't go. I thought you. No, did. I went to. No, I went to Victory Road. I went to the pay per view the night before. How was that? I it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Doctor G and I went. To, uh, Mr. D'Amato, uh, Grooney, the four of us went. Uh, I thought it was a great show. Josh Alexander, Steve Macklin was a banger. I thought every match was good. So Crowd you weren't at the excited. show where Gail Kim almost killed herself. No, I was not. I know a few people <laughs> that were. I was choosing. It was one or the other. I couldn't do both. Um, I chose to do the pay-per-view because it was a pay-per-view. Um, and the pay-per-view was good. Uh, it was not sold out, unfortunately. I, I heard the thousandth impact was, but uh um, but that's okay. Um Impact knows knows its lane. Uh, they're big in Canada, mostly because Josh Alexander's Canadian. Again, they do. They're very over in the uh, in the UK. Their UK tours do very very well. Um. So let's talk about sex, this. baby. Let's talk about talk you. All and the me. good things and the, and bad, the things bad things that make me. Oh, what a great song! Love that song. Um, so this streaming situation now, Max does have a tab on their interface that says BR sports. I hate Bleacher Report sports. I think it's crap. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a good paper. The few, the few AEW pay-per-views I did buy, the connection sucked. Um, so I'm looking forward to maybe Warner Brothers doing a better job. Who knows? Um, I do think that AEW will save money, in my opinion, and I think you will get an influx. The problem is with Max is Max is not cheap. Um, it's like fifteen or and it's yeah, going to get more get expensive the, because the Bleacher Report, um, the sports the sports package will be in addition. In 2020. Right. So, so you, so if you don't now see, I'm very lucky. I, I use my my sister and my mom have HBO, so they get yep. max for nothing. We're in you, the same you, you share passwords, you fucking fiend. <laughs> I am a fiend. <laughs> Who's I'm not sure passwords. Here, I have my own. Someone call Netflix and Disney. I can't wait till Bob Iger finds out about this. Fuck Bob Iger. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob that, Iger. That's what Hollywood's been saying for the last six months. I know pretty much. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. But yeah, there uh, it's, uh, it's going to get more expensive. Max is going to get more expensive. Max is going to be tw- if you want everything. Max is going to be twenty five bucks a month. That's I read, outrageous. I read Netflix is going up. 
Yeah. And it keeps going up. Mm-hmm. And the strikes aren't helping. That's the problem. It's the strikes that aren't helping. But uh, anyway, what do we think? Because do we think eventually WWE and UFC Endeavor will decide to just do their own platform? Because right now, of course, WWE stuff is with uh, Peacock and UFC stuff is with, uh, well, they have a lot of their own stuff and they have they have some stuff still with ESPN. Uh, do you see eventually, Steve and Rish, a mega stream for all WWE UFC stuff in one place? Steve, I'll start with you. No. Um, well, and if it is, it would be under some sort of conglomerate like an ESPN or something, because I think they realize with WWE Network that it's easier just to have someone else running the infrastructure. And Are so, you- I, and I think with they're able to make far more money having someone else pay the rights fees for that, like Peacock, and that's where all the money is now. It's the money is the Saudi deal. Picking a couple million up here and there from like your Puerto Rico and England, and then the television rights deals. And uh, I, I think <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to do it on the by themselves. Mm. What do you think, Boogie? Uh, the same short answer, no. Long answer, I kind of had the thought process that they were going to ex- to try to maybe push towards the Fox side or the ESPN side where UFC is right now. Until I read the recent movement that SmackDown is going to USA uh, in 2020, late 2024, that told me that Fox is out and that NBC Universal slash Comcast is buying in on WWE like they're doubling down because now they can try to renew Raw if they want. And now they already have SmackDown in the fold. So if they want to do the renewal for the for the streaming rights for WWE and their hub in 2025, you know, they would have to pay up again, but it sounds like in my opinion NBC Universal's all in, no pun intended, that they they really want to just let this place be the home of world wrestling entertainment. And right. I do think there's competition there. Like I don't think Nikon is is that shrewd of a businessman? Like I, I do think Fox is out of the mix, but I do think ESPN wants in as well. Um, I don't believe that erroneous rumor that came out months ago that Max was trying to get in on it. I thought that was no dumbest, most no, erroneous. Okay. No, they're not going to do that. That's a lot and of pivot, And to yeah. pivot that to the AEW side, I think Time Warner Discovery is also in like Flynn with AEW. I feel like, you know, I don't want to call it tribalism, but I feel like this is a definite planning of the flag where AEW is on the David Zasloff side and WWE is on the Universal side. That's how I feel. UFC having those promotional tie-ins with WWE for the same weekend, that's fine. But there was a there was a clip that got viral where someone asked Dana about whether there'll be crossover Dana White and Dana laughed it off because and I, I laughed it off, too, because I don't like Dana White any more than the next person. But the, the audiences between UFC and WWE and AEW are so different. 
Like, they're just completely different. So to try to market them, to try to, like, merge them together and, like, hey, we'll have this one hub where you can watch, you know, an old BJ Penn fight. And then you can watch Steve Austin drink a beer. That's not the same thing. <laughs> like, like that's, well, I, I don't see that. I can't well, see that well, happening. Well, let me tell you this. I, I was waiting where, where I, I half agree with you and I half disagree with you. I agree with you that. Having cross promotions is not going to be very smart. I don't think you're going to see that because because I think people are UFC fans and WWE fans, but I don't think they're fans of doing both together. So, yes, Boogie, I definitely can watch a a Randy Couture fight from 15 years ago and then watch. Winning the bank 2011. And let me be clear. I'm not trying to paint it like one fan is more sophisticated than the other or one fan evolved from another one. I'm just saying that they're different. Right. That's all right there. I think they are, but at the same time, I think they'll watch both, but I don't think they want to see them both together. If that makes any sense. That makes I don't a think lot you're of gonna sense. See, you're not going to see, uh, you know, uh, bones Jones show up on SmackDown or whatever. I'm just throwing names out there, but you're not going to see like, you know, fucking, Braun Strowman show up at UFC 937 or whatever fucking number they're up to now. Now the, U- <laughs> now the UFC fan base is scared shitless because Vince now has 51%. So they're like, the, he if he wants to decide to do things that are kind of on the sports entertainment side of UFC, he probably could. But remember, they also have Mark Shapiro there, who's his uh, like um, what's the word? Like when there's someone like on your level in the in the structure, I forget the name, the word, but like. That Mark Shapiro is like Dana White's boss, so it's not necessarily, oh, Vince McMahon is now Dana's boss. That's not how it is. Vince McMahon is Nick Khan and Triple H's boss. That That's that's the truth. Yeah, but Nick Khan, but the other thing, too, is the board of directors are pro-UFC, and uh, uh, <laughs> Steve hates when I keep calling him Rahm Emanuel, but uh, whatever you're talking <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> Whatever his fucking name is. Uh, how how right, yeah. you know the only way that Vince McMahon could ever keep his company is that he had to wind up working for a lib. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Oh my god. Uh, is that uh, what's his name? That Emmanuel dude. Um, Ari Emanuel. So yeah. So so uh, Vince doesn't have as much power as uh, in the ultimate scheme of things as. It seems so. I don't think you're going to see a lot of ultimate crossovers and. uh, um, You know, I don't think you'll see. That kind of like television crossover. But I think the same way with um, say the NBA reups with um, Turner, which I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to see crossover between the NBA and AEW? No. Like, it's just a coincidence they're in the same hub. That's all. Yeah, I think uh, – I do think that uh, you will see some programming crossover, but I don't think you're going to see actual people crossover. That's that's not going to happen. This isn't yeah. – this isn't right. the Attitude Era where we all have patience for that stuff because we're They tried to do that when WWE started their Fox deal and they were really hyping it and they were trying to include the NFL stuff. It just – it didn't work. Like no. it just felt so forced. We're all fans of everything. We're just not fans of everything all in one thing. We don't want a goulash of, of fights. That's not what we want. We want to have all of our stuff 
but we want it all in their own corner. So I'll take goulash. I mean, I'm a just straight goulash. Are you only acting this weird because Boogie's on the show? I'm really. You would have said that dude. if Nate was on. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, the beer is losing now. No. Um, um, it is thirty to fourteen. They just hit a field goal. Fourth okay. quarter. Good. I hate the Commanders. Anyway, and their crappy uniforms. Anyway, uh, so that's it, guys. This has been a great uh, show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for uh for being with me, Boogie. You need of to come course. more often. Uh, you're, because <laughs> you're missed. Um, uh, and we love you every day of the life. What about my right hand of podstruction, Jordan Duncan? Can we invite him back? He smells like beef and cheese. I don't ever want him in here again. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I always love JD. I smell um, like steak no, and a big potato right now because I literally just ate one. <laughs> no, no, to me, Boogie, you will always smell like a delicious, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, what are those fucking donuts? The beignet. You will always smell like Oh, beignet. yeah. You are my little beignet, Boogie. Um, so again, Andrew Reese, everybody. You can hear him over. On the no-so with him and uh, Jordan Duncan doing a little AEW action. Uh, Steve Willie, uh, I love you. Uh, we uh, will be doing a pot of honor. Couldn't get to one this this past month of September. It was a crazy month for both of us. But pot of honor will return. Pot of honor will return in October. Uh, what we talk about, I don't know. That's Steve's job. Um, we'll uh, have a great topic as we always do. Uh, just to let you know, uh, I want to talk about a big premiere coming up. This coming Mm -hmm. Monday, Monday morning at nine o'clock, my very good friend, Luke Jennings, one of my other friends from the UK. He is, of course, the host of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, which is every now, which is every Saturday now at 9 a.m. Eastern time. He also is the host of the Monday Night Project every Monday at 9 a.m. But now the Monday Night Project will be running every other Monday because the other Mondays. He's going to do a new show called Hamburg All-Stars. He is going to go back to classic WWWF television episodes when they used to shoot in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, which incidentally is where uh, Kevin Kelly does his uh, portion help stuff. Hello. Uh, so, hello. And uh, we're going to get Kevin Kelly on Pot of Honor. We'll get Kevin Kelly main event. We're going to get Kevin Kelly everywhere. Um, so, uh, he's going to have a new show that's going to be every other Monday. It's going to alternate with Monday Night Project. It's going to be called the Hamburg All-Stars. And so the first episode will be this coming Monday morning, 9 o'clock, here on the feed, 9 a.m. Eastern time, the feed. And uh, I think he's going back to 1975. Oh, that might be the episode where we find out how the Grand Wizard got blinded. (laughs) We're not supposed to say shut up, Reesh, until after I... (laughs) I know you haven't been on in a while, Reesh, but get with the program. was Was the Grand Wizard blind? Why did he have those glasses? Oh my God! I All right, uh, we will we will talk to you uh, hopefully in two weeks. Uh, some things are a little kooky at the end of the month, but we will be back hopefully in two, maybe three weeks. It depends. We'll just say two weeks for now. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy fastlane, fastlane, mirror, and uh, and just have a wonderful weekend. For brother Boogie, for brother Steve, I'm brother Scott. You've been in the main event. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Shut up, Reach. I got nothing.